a massive game in the horseshoe. The Sooners are back in action, hoping to avoid a OU Texas hangover. We're back strong for week eight. Welcome to the weekend spread. Let's hit that music. Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread. I'm Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, we've got Boaten Blake, Jameson Maxwell, and Ty Lee. And boys, what a week it was. Clowned upon, fooled upon last week. You know, that's what I would say if, if, I, was a, if I was a less humble man. But I am a humble man. I will take my wins in stride. Eight and no. two last week. Three and oh. Three and oh. Three and oh. Hey, without the pickle, this might not have happened if I took the pickle. Bobby is currently bankrupt trying to flex on the gram. Mm, I don't know about that, Ty. You're sitting in last at 37.42 after a one and nine. One and nine last week, and and the one was a push. Zero debt to the pod. All right. Well, regardless, welcome to the weekend spread. We've got a full slate of great picks for you. Uh, This is the Schooner Pods College Football Pick'em Show. Uh, we're going to be picking a selection of games from around the country and around the Big 12, and I genuinely can't wait for this, as always. Always a fun uh, highlight of our week. Uh, look, among all of the, the shakeups, you know, I'm up to second now. Jameson's staying in third. Ties down to fourth. Bowden Blake remaining at first. The captain, uh, no, nowhere near the poop deck the entire run. Uh and I got to say, Blake, how, how does it feel? How, how are you feeling right now on top? And what did you think of last week of college football? Yeah, slow and steady wins the race. I just can't beat Ty. I, I'll take the five and five weeks. I'm not swinging for the fences like him. Oh, and nine with a push, with a push, which makes <laughs> it the least impressive. Earlier in the season. Yeah, but or I went <laughs> oh, and seven. That's impressive because I at least was so fadeable that I was correct on every coin flip. You somehow oh, well, flipped that coin and the coin fell just directly like vertical. That that was your week. Not as impressive, not as cool. Uh yes, I am the man, the 0 and 7, the 10 and 0. Nobody's ever been able to do it in weekend spread history, but yeah, I'll take 5 and 5. I'm college football is in a great place right now. It really is. Like I'm getting excited for how the rest of the season's shaping up. I know we're kind of getting into the back half of things, but I feel like there's a good amount of good teams out there, but none great. Uh, when you're talking about the greats being Michigan that we saw lose to TCU last year, you know, like, you know, there could be some shakeups come the college football playoff. This is kind of one of those years. Like you think about with the MLB or the NHL, if you make the playoffs, you have a chance this year. I actually feel that, for the sport that one through four can beat each other this year. And so it really is for some of these top level teams. It's like, just make the playoff and everything can go your way. Even if you're the four seed. Yeah. I mean, the parody has been wonderful um, in college football. I love it. Obviously as a fan of a team that doesn't feel super dominant, that kind of broke into it. I, I, I'm pretty pumped about it with OU. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, this back half of the season feels 
like expectations have shifted. Um, so I'm certainly excited about it. I think college football looks as good as it has in a while and adding the 12 team to playoff is only going to make it better. This seems like a sport primed to expand that, that way. Uh, letting you know, like, like the amount of madness that'll happen with that will, will just be awesome. But um, Jameson, I want to ask you, what did you think of last week's uh, slate, uh, last week's games? Any thoughts? All right. My only thoughts are within that pickle that you should be eating. And every single week we'll I'm, continue to bring it up. And I'm going to get to um, the pickle. I, yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. It's like the South Park episode of, oh, when are the dragons coming? Oh, dragons. Oh, they're coming. They're coming. It's called- it's called building anticipation, Jameson. It's what every good showman does. No, the people just, want it now. Well, no. Well, look, imagine how bad they'll want it like a week from now or two weeks from now. No, they might want it more. No, no, no. I'm there's no, there's no one pickle. stopping you from doing a, a pickle every single week. Well, I'm not going to do a weekly pickle. No, that's not happening. That well, loses... I think the people would like that. <laughs> well, I'm not... If you want I'm... to please the people. If, the, if I have to please the people, I have to pick up Pick a pickle, a fruity pebble pickle. No, I mean, I'm out on that. I, I mean, I, I kind of want to just make one myself. It actually sounds good. We keep on talking like That's it's it. a bad thing. Kind of look. I kind of want to do a football feast for it, but anyways, enough okay. enough of the fruity pebble. Let's, pickle. let's get to the lines. Yeah. Let's let's just dive right on in. Uh, again, standing check. Uh, Blake forty two and thirty five at the top. I am forty and thirty eight. Finally broke 500. Jameson, 37 and 40 after a three and seven week last week. And Ty last at 37 and 42. But look, a lot of stuff can happen in the span of a week. And I am excited to dive into it. We've got some great lines. And we're starting with um, and just an awesome rivalry. It is, uh, what, the third weekend of October? And it's Tennessee, ranked 17th, 5 and 1 against the spread. Or sorry, five and one overall, four and two against the spread. Heading to Tuscaloosa to face the eleventh ranked Crimson Tide, Alabama, six and one, four and three against the spread. The Tide favored by nine in this one. You can find this one in the vaunted seven thirty Central spot on CBS. Look, the Vols looking for revenge. Or sorry, the the the, the Tide looking for revenge after the Vols took out the Tide, smoked cigars on their grave last year. Blake, as the leader in the clubhouse, you kick us off here. What do you think? Do you think uh, Alabama, you know, left for dead at one point, kind of bounced back? Do you think they have it against uh, Josh Heupel and the Vols? See, if this was any other Bama year, I'm going Bama immediately. I feel like the Nick Saban revenge factor is something that we've talked about a lot over the years we've been doing on this podcast. This man just does not seem to like lose to a singular team more times than once. But this Bama team, I watched that Arkansas-Bama game. It, it has to be concerned. Like, they jumped to a sizable lead out, out of halftime and then just allowed Arkansas to slowly come back. And this game's just going to be gross. It's gross. I don't think Bama can move the ball very well at a consistent pace. I think the defense is still all right, but you can still run it on them. But you look at a Tennessee team, it's the Josh Heupel kind of air raid, uh, run and sh- I not run and shoot, but it's the similar Bryles, uh like scheme that he runs where it's like true. It's, it's a lot of passing. Joe Milton's not that guy. He's he's not that guy, pal. So um, I hate this, but I'm going to go Tennessee plus nine. Tennessee's defense has been actually pretty decent this year, although they haven't played too many great offenses. I too many points with this Bama team. They just can't seem to put teams away in a convincing manner. I saw I don't think Arkansas is very good. They couldn't put away Arkansas. It was they were struggling to put away AM, and I don't think AM's that good. So it's just 
they can't blow out teams. Ah, so I'm and take not that good anymore, huh? They are not. Max Johnson is not the man anymore. Yeah. That, yeah, that team shifted. is quit. That team is quit. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you know? Me. Toxic culture continues to be toxic. <sighs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ah, look, this is this is tricky because I actually do like I like Alabama bouncing back and having a really strong performance here, especially after last year. But like like Blake said, nine just feels like a lot. I don't know if this Alabama team is the type of team that'll separate. From you, they don't really have that explosion that you know previous more recent teams really have, um, and I just I don't feel confident that Tennessee. I I don't I don't feel confident that they'll just blow out Tennessee. Who, even though I'm kind of out on nine, just feels like a little bit too much. I like the I like the balls to keep this one just a bit closer. This is a gnarly line. I hate it. If if I were betting this on the open market, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it with a ten and a half foot pole. It's gross. I don't like it. But alas, it's one of the biggest games of the of the week. So I'm gonna go with the Vols to keep it close. But they're not gonna win this ball game. I, I truly don't think that. I think just betting Alabama overall is just something that you should just fade because their offense can produce points. Like they can chug along the field, you know, and get there. Um, but I just don't want to rely on it. Tennessee's offense should get points in this game. And I think just a couple of touchdowns and maybe like a field goal is good enough to cover the spread of nine versus Alabama. I don't anticipate Alabama scoring, you know, in the thirties. So if, you know, 20, let's say it's like 24, 17, we're still covering for Tennessee, Alabama. I could see the 10 point hitting us hard and hurting. Um, even though it looks like it's a close game, Alabama getting that 10 point cover, but I'm going to take Tennessee plus points here. I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go on an island here for Alabama. I like the 10 points. I like the 10 points. I am taking a bit of a gamble here. I think maybe if I weren't in last last, uh, I might be more inclined to go with Tennessee just for the points, but I like the revenge factor. I also don't expect uh, Bama to score very many points, so I am I am pretty concerned. You know, twenty one to twenty eight seems pretty likely, but I'll take a little gamble here. Give me the tide. I don't hate that as a uh, as an island move. I I really don't. I I mean I I'm fading Alabama, but like I I could I could see them winning this game by more than ten. I, like I I think that's possible. I just think the balls keep it close. So I I, I don't hate that pick, Ty. I don't hate that pick. Um. Honestly, right, the way you talked, Bobby, I had this like weird inkling that you originally wanted to pick Alabama, and then you were convinced, like <laughs> during the show, that you to change. Am I wrong there in saying that? I was. Got, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't convinced by Blake. I was just like, I. I just that, too many points. Just because too even many whenever points. you were about to pick Tennessee, you almost said tied. I, look, I, there's a part of me that wants to pick the tied, but I'm not. Like I. I. I, I just. I think the nine is too much. Am I the I, only I, one I, catching I, up on these vibes? No, I, I look, you're not. I'm I'm a flat out admitting that I've been thinking Alabama like the entire week. Mm. And you know, that nine just it, it's scaring the crap out of me. I just I can't do it. I can't do it. Um because I, I like them to bounce back and have a good performance, but I think this version of Alabama, like a good performance would be beating Tennessee by seven. Like I, I think Vegas is still overhyping them. Just just with how they play, just their play style and everything, just isn't 
they, they aren't the beat the absolute crap out of you Alabama team that we've seen in recent times. Um, they'll they win games close. The they can't yeah. throw the ball. Like, that's the problem. It's like they can't throw the ball downfield. They're not going to put up points quick. So even if they're able to score, they just can't do it quickly, which keeps Tennessee in this game. They just kind of grind you. It's it. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't like that line at all. I think Vegas has it wrong. Um, it, it, this is one where it's like I, I like Alabama. I don't like the line. Um, it's if Alabama does not complete the deep ball, they're screwed. That's the yep. only way they move down yep. the field. There's no intermediate game for them at all, and that's because they not can't even run really well either. Your targets. No, right. No, Jason yeah. McClellan's been dis- disappointing for them. If they don't hit the deep ball, which I feel like they can versus teams like Arkansas, and they did a little bit versus A and M, um, but you know versus teams like Tennessee, it's not going to be as easy as it was versus Arkansas. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's move on to our next game. It's an ACC battle that, look, a couple weeks ago would have looked great, but uh, with Riley Leonard possibly out, this one not looking uh, tremendous. It's the 16th ranked Blue uh, Duke Blue Devils, five and one overall, four and two against the spread, traveling to Tallahassee to take on the number fourth ranked uh, Florida State Seminoles, six and zero, four and two against the spread. The Knowles favored by 14. This line slipped a little bit, opened at 15 and a half. You can find this one, 6.30 p.m. Central on ABC. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like? Yeah, I just want to preface this first by saying that I also should have been 5-5 five and five last week, right? Go oh. roll the tapes. Roll the tapes, right? BYU, I said I know 100%. I think they're going to lose, or we're going to swing for the fences here, right? Maryland. Got Jameson with the jinx of a lifetime against West Virginia, who was covering with like three seconds left. Yeah, okay, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll Jameson get to that. Screwed like years ago. We'll get that to that like then. years ago. And I forgot about that. That yeah. should have been opening up yeah. the, the we'll show. We'll talk about that the... when we get to West Virginia, please. Cause I will take yeah. all the heat there. Anyways, it, I had some cold takes, you know, I had some cold. I should not, I knew better on UCLA. Blah, blah, blah. What I'm going to say, though, is that this pick right here separates. The record does not tell who knows and does not know ball, right? We've had a lot of ball knower takes on the pod this year. I was telling Bobby this when he was just ripping on islands. I think Notre Dame is undefeated on islands on this podcast this year. But islands have got to be like seven and three and two or something like that. Like islands have just been monsters statistically this year on this pod. So we have some people who know ball is what I'm getting at. I know ball when I'm saying this. This pick will divide who knows ball and who does not know ball. Florida State is a paper tiger. Absolutely. I have 100% paper tiger resume built on beating people who should not be, you know, considered quality wins in, in football this year. LSU, for example. Clemson, for example. Duke, also a paper tiger but a much smaller one in its wet paper. No one should pick Duke in this. Give me the Seminoles. Minus 14. Easy. They are not good. The wheels are going to fall off, but I don't think it's this week. I think they drop a game to like Pitt would be so classic, but give me the Seminoles in this one. I think they embarrass Duke and people realize what Duke is a fraud and drop them out of the rankings. Okay. So uh, I, Ty's picks are always my favorite because you talk, you know, a bunch of crap on both teams. And I'm like, I wonder who he's going to pick, who he's going to pick. 
They're both paper tigers, but I guess Florida State's just the better one. Okay. I, I, well, I, no, like Florida State is a paper tiger within the context of like they're a top four, like they're in a playoff spot right now. I understand those mm-hmm. rankings haven't come out, but like compared to everyone else that would be going to the playoffs, Duke is a paper tiger compared to ranked teams. Duke should not be ranked. There's like there's different tiers of it. You know? We're talking about Florida State versus like a legitimate number 16-ish team. I don't know, someone like Penn State, then yeah, there may be a bit of a you know less of a paper tiger, but this is a team that should be unranked. One, one's a tissue later. One's a tissue paper tiger and one's a construction paper tiger. I'm gonna pick Duke straight up. Uh, not straight up to win, but I'm I'm picking Duke. No, no, no. Words have meanings. No, and I understand that there's a little bit of apprehension from people, and I understand Florida State. I really like Florida State as a football team. Um, Keon Coleman is probably number two or three, my favorite wide receiver in college football. He is that good. He will be that dude that we'll be talking about if. So what what is he right now, Blake? Help me out on his year. Does will he go to the NFL draft next year? You know, I think so. I think he's a junior. Uh, he's a junior, so I he is a junior now. That I think about it with his class, so I guess he could go into the league this year. Whatever it is, if I'm an NFL team, I'm looking at Keon Coleman as a first round draft pick. He's just that special. Just Jordan Travis really hasn't blown me away too much, to be honest. And Florida State, I feel like, has toyed with teams. I feel like Duke, people aren't really talking about a lot. And really what it comes down to is people are unsure about Riley Leonard. And it's been three weeks since his injury, and it was a high ankle mechanism. So he, they're saying he's questionable for this game. It could go either way. The average return time for a high ankle is three weeks, so he's riding that um, timetable. You know, college players do get I'm, – I'm using this kind of, like, average length based off NFL data. So NFL players typically return a little bit quicker than college, but I just like the way Duke plays the ball. They're gritty. I like their defense. And I think that they can make things pretty scrappy here and give me just the odds right now that Riley Leonard could play. So I'm going to go plus 14 for Duke. Yeah, I will say I I did after saying he's out, I was, I did do a little research after the fact, because that's the smartest way to do that. Uh, And Mike Elko, He's he's still out, but like Elko is kind of like optimistic about him, so he might play. But my thing is, this is such a tough environment to just walk into. I think I feel like Duke at their best is at home when they're you know when they have that crowd behind them when they're in their zone. I don't I can't think of a time Duke has looked good on the road. I can't think of a time I've ever really remembered Duke on the road. This Florida State environment is next level in Tallahassee. The Knolls have things clicking right now. Keon Coleman looks like a Bolitnikoff winner uh, in my eyes. I I, I think he's – I can't think of a receiver who's better uh, right now. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if this was on the road, I could see Florida State in a massive letdown. But um, at night, you know, with everything going with the tomahawk chop and all that, like I, I just don't see the Knolls letting down in this position. I, I like 14. 15 and a half – would it gave me pause, but I, I I feel strong about at least a two touchdown victory here for for the uh, Seminoles. Yep, I'm I'm telling you, Bobby, this is 
I, I read into that Mike Elko stuff a little bit differently. Although he says he's gay day to day, they could put him in, put him out. He also said that they're not going to put him at risk that that ankle injury gets worse and he's out for the season. And I think that's the main mm-hmm. thing with Duke. If you look at the remainder of the schedule, if he's back next week versus Louisville, they have a chance to make the ACC championship if they could run the board. Louisville's very beatable. And then your only other obstacle is UNC. I think if it's a 50-50 shot, whether he can go, they keep him out just because there's no point. Duke is nothing without Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard is their team. It's the only reason why they are at this elite stage. I know they have a good defense. I know they have uh, smart coaching, but it doesn't get anywhere without him. I don't trust the backup. I'm going to take Florida State 14. I'm just hoping Riley Leonard doesn't play. I bet if he's on the fence, I bet he does not. It, it doesn't make any sense. They're, don't run him out there if you can still make the ACC championship and beat Florida State once again whenever he's healthy. So I'm going the Blue De- or sorry, ugh, not Blue Devils. I'm going the Seminoles. I it's just it's just this three week recovery thing. I mean, like he's there. It's not like he's coming back. You know, Patrick Mahomes did took zero weeks off and played on a high ankle throughout all of the playoffs last year. Like it's not the same re injury risk as like you know a lower ankle kind of thing so I, I i think that there's a, a decent like in terms of yes i understand reading in between the lines maybe he's just playing around and just trying to get florida state ready for it and they are really truly are taking care of him and letting it go for a little bit longer um, but at the same time i'm just i'm just gonna take that that bet yeah but my thing is like even if he comes back i feel like he'll be rusty and that's just a really tough environment for him to just jump back into mm-hmm. um I see where you're coming from. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a tough pick. I mean, I'm not like for sure on it, you know, like I'm not like saying like, oh, y'all are stupid for leaving me on this island picking Duke. But um, yeah, no, I I get it. I'm just taking a calculated risk here because if Riley Leonard gets like called in, it's going to turn to like 12, 12 and a half. If you swap the venue or if this is a neutral site, I'd probably be, I'd probably be on Duke. So it'd probably be like 10 and a half. 10 yeah the, the line wouldn't be that yeah it wouldn't be yeah. fsu minus 14 if it was a different location but Inter- um, interesting I, thing I'm, though I'm with it like for y'all talking about keon coleman just quickly um if you had to rank the best wide receivers like top three in terms of just like talent because like keon coleman i, I i'm talking about talent here um, would you put Marvin Harrison above Keon Coleman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. what I have. Marvin Harrison is number one ahead of him. Then you start talking like, what about Roma Dunze for like Washington? I think he's had just almost as good of a year, but still maybe a little less mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing about Coleman is he elevates this team differently than like Marvin Harrison or Rome does. Marvin, you know, Marvin I, Harrison's had a diff- disappointing season, I yeah. think, in my yeah. opinion. And I'm not knocking Harrison. I just think he plays in a better system than Coleman or, um, you know, or, or uh, Rome out in Washington. I, I think, I don't know. Anyways, um, I think that's a good question, though. I think it'll be an interesting Belitnikov race, to say the least. I just think Coleman has made such an impact on taking this Florida state team up to a different level. And it's, it's been a long time since we've seen a receiver just inject that much life into an offense. I, I think, but I think he, I think he's the top. I think he's the only top three, four receiver who you would see a significant decrease in production from their team. If you took them out, you know, not to discredit the other guys, like you would see, you know, Washington, I'm sure there'd be some drop Ohio state. There'd be some drop, but, 
I, I don't, I don't think even think Ohio State. I think Ohio State just has has a stable of horses behind them so that are just wide so many. Just plug another one in. Yeah, I'm right with yeah. you, Ty. I think you're dead on. You're dead on there. Um, all right, let's move on to our next ball game. We've got the 14th ranked Utah Utes, five and one, three and three against the spread, heading to the Coliseum to take on the 18th ranked USC Trojans, six and one after an absolute beat down in South Bend, two and five against the spread. Uh, you know, look, who could have predicted that? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know who could have yeah, called that. But oh, no. Hater Bobby's week. coming out. I don't know uh, who could have called that. Who could have called that? Who could have called the worst who, combination? Who, who, who could have called Caleb Williams and that USC team completely falling apart on the road? Did South you say Bend. Caleb Williams going to throw three interceptions, though? Like, well, I wasn't giving a dead on pick. I said he was worse on the road and he was significantly worse on the road. Yeah, I, I don't right. know. Caleb Williams have plenty of picks. You didn't need to have I, that. I would say congratulations <laughs> on picking that the, the spread right with Notre Dame and picking them to win. But the whole like Caleb Williams not playing the way he He's, did, no one saw that coming. I didn't I didn't say he played that bad. I just said he plays usually usually plays kind of poorly on the road. I didn't I would not have seen that coming. I'm hand up. I didn't predict that. Uh, I did think he would look not that great. He wouldn't look like Superman because he's just not that he's not as good on the road. He's not the same player on the road. And look, if anything, Saturday showed us he's really not that great on the road. Um, Cause he was just, he was completely rattled. Um, so anyways, uh, look, the Trojans try to turn it around though at home in the Coliseum favored by seven. You can find this one 7 PM central on Fox Blake kick us off here. Do you think the Trojans bounce back at home? I do. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. I've seen this recipe before USC looking great, even though not last week looking great, but USC being good runs into Utah. Utah is the antithesis. They hit you in the mouth. They play tough football. They'll grind you down and they will beat you down. But I, this Utah team stinks. I am so done with them. I'm done with their fans. Bobby sent the interaction earlier this week that they want to move the Big 12 basketball championship over to Las Vegas, which makes absolutely <laughs> no sense when most of your uh, uh, conference uh, occupies middle America and also the coast, which would make sense to fly into the middle of the country. But I digress. I... I I am such a Utah hater. I am the biggest Utah hater after going and seeing them at that Baylor game with all the rose tattoos I saw. A team just putting just all these tattoos on their body for games they did not win. They are the participation trophy culture that we all hate in society. They truly are because if they get there, they're excited about it, but they don't care about actually winning those games. Like I said, mm -hmm. I said this early in the season, it's like me getting a ginormous national championship trophy down my arm. It makes no sense. We made the game, yes, but we got beat badly and it's embarrassing. I just gotta believe this USC team's bounce back. Like, Utah last year scares me because they have weapons at tight end. They have Cam Rising. 
Cam Rising, I don't even know who's going to play this year. The dude is, they keep on doing, a, they keep on tugging him around. He's not, but he's not playing. Like I thought he would have already been here by now. They keep on, te- they were teasing it the first three weeks. And so that makes me think he's not coming back till at least the very end of the season. Nate Johnson, Bryson Barnes, those guys, when you have the dual quarterback system, just doesn't impress me at all. They can't move the ball. So it's like, this is Notre Dame, like, dumbed down to its finest that like Notre Dame at least was able to move the ball. Utah can't move the ball. So like they could only rely on the defense. I think USC breaks through this week. They have to, and seven's just too easy. So give me the Trojans. Yeah. This, this lot, go ahead, Ty, you got it. Didn't TCU put a sign in their stadium for. No, we said, we said, no, we said playoff. Like, we made the playoff for that year. Like, similar to how basketball teams do a Final Four banner. Like, every basketball team in America, even Kentucky, Kansas, you put Final Four banners up whenever there is a playoff bracket. In, Same in reason basketball. with baseball. In baseball, you do College World Series. Like In baseball. No, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with this one. I'm actually on Blake's side here. I think you should recognize college football playoff appearances, I think especially in cool. a four team. It's not even a twelve team. Yeah. Yet. It's like literally you were a top four team and won a game. It's not like we said like college football like finalist or whatever. It just said like college football playoff like twenty whatever. It's I have no issue with it. It's no issue. Like it's like if OU. I don't know if they would have done it because you all have so many national championships, but like any other team our size or maybe even a little bit bigger would have done the same easy. Like, like OU doesn't do it. And I kind of wish yeah. they would. I'll put it that way. I, I know that's a really unpopular take among Where OU would fans. They put it, Bobby. They'd find a way. Look, we have, we have a sign for all Americans and bowl championships. All Americans won. won though. We don't have a sign for people who were considered. Well, no, I mean, but you still made the playoff. Yeah. Like, yeah, you still yeah, but that's like there. saying like you still made the Heisman ceremony. Let's put it, a statue. I feel like I, it just clutters now, and takes away from your national championship numbers. Just like to keep it clean. I mean, you, you can put it somewhere, but I, I, I think it's more it's impressive the than your put it's in more like, impressive. Put in the facility, you know, the training center or something. I, you know? I'm way, I'm way more proud of OU's bowl or like sorry, uh, playoff appearances than I am of their bowl wins. That you know, against like I, I'm way more proud of making it to the Peach Bowl and losing to West, to, sorry, LSU than I am of I don't know beating beating Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. I, because one season matters way more to me than than that. I, yeah. I think making the playoff is is important. And, and you also have to remember we are a school of less than a hundred thousand living alumni. Like we are tiny as look, hell, and so like you have to celebrate those things when they happen. It's like every it's it's always it's the OU and Texas fans that come down from their perch. So like, why are you celebrating? I'm like. Y'all have had everything okay. ever, like throughout history. I'm like, we are okay, don't like, lump us with Texas. Okay, here. okay. If you want to, ro- if you want to roast TCU for anything on their stadium, it's that the other side of their stadium has every single bowl the they've bowl. been in. The, be like, it. oh, we were in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Wow, look at us go. Look at all these. Well, that's exactly. It. But that how like, is that any different than the Rose Bowl thing? No, well, because well, no, no, well, because no, it's just kind of dumb. We're filling up space. It's like if we had more things, it's funny because it has all the logos just around everywhere, and I love it. I love to get to see all the different old bold logos, and it's very nice. It's very nice. It's, it's like your stadium is like one of those vans with all the stickers on the back, like you know, just or uh, I don't know, like never a canteen. That. 
like a canteen where you're just putting random like items from where you've been. We have Which to. I... What what do you want? Do you want every other stadium that's not OU, Nebraska, Texas, Ohio State, those just to be barren? Like we have we don't to fill up every available space with have... just stuff. Yeah. TCU yeah. has more stuff in their stadium than OU does. Just put a bunch of like purple squiggles or something. I don't Ow. know, man. Just that's actually pretty cool. I think you're on to something here, Bobby. Yeah. Bunch of frogs. I don't know. Could be fun. It uh, would be cooler if you guys just had all the different helmets and stuff that you had. Like giant murals of those. That'd be sick. Oh, like a history of like TCU's logos. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. That would That'd actually be actually be really cool. I would, I would be down for oh, that. Oh, it's yeah. it's that better than noting that you were in the Blue Bonnet Ball in 1964 or something? Uh, but the problem is some of the retro logos we do not own the rights for. So <laughs> that's why we <laughs> that's can't great. use the flying T. TCU so. also. You, how do yeah. you not own the rights to your own logo? Because people they... back in the 60s would be like, oh, you can use it. And then like whenever retro merchandise became popular, that's like amazing. TCU used to be commuter school like way back in the day. It was like community uh, college level. So it's like we did not. Oh, <laughs> there, there was one point i can't remember when the, I, we are so sidebarring and i apologize to our audience there was one point where we were talking about like who should have gotten into the big 12 like and i was like houston like had that or had the you know um you know five slam pajama you're like that was so long ago in the in the 90s tcu at that time was like recently serving a self-imposed bowl ban because they did all the stuff SMU did, but they just caught, like, they just tattled on themselves. No one cares. Okay, <laughs> no one cares. Uh, Bobby, you cannot, like, you cannot defend this at the end of the day with Houston when we see the one dollar tickets every single game. Oh, well, they're horrible now. To say that it would be way better, like oh, you're no. like. We, you were so wrong because it would have been way better with Houston. I want to get rid of Houston. Like it's <laughs> it's, and then the SMU people are like, you should have brought us in. No, you're the exact same problem, just on a smaller <laughs> scale. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why we brought in Houston? Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, Blake. I cut you off. Boise State. Boise State. Why not? No. Like academics, yeah, Blake. Academics. I don't care. Uh, you're moving to the conference that does not care about academics besides one school the thing, that they use as the anchor, which is like ironic Colorado? that their thing is anchor down. Uh, in no SEC. Oh, SEC. Yeah. SEC. Oh. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Auburn has <laughs> yeah. a ninety percent acceptance rate, and I'm not like kidding. Like I think they are at eighty-five or ninety percent. Like it's like one of the highest in the nation. All right, we're we're going off on a on a tangent. I'm seeing those view, viewer numbers drop, so we need to keep <laughs> moving on with the slate. Uh, okay, so here's the thing: as much as I would love to completely continue to hate on USC, continue to trash on them, just like Caleb Williams isn't the same on the road, neither is this Utah team. They just don't look quite as potent. If this game was at Rice Eccles, I'd I'd think differently. But Lincoln Riley teams usually bounce back after disappointments. And I think that's what they're going to do. And besides, as Lincoln told us, like the entire week, they're they're really close, Jameson. They're they're, they're this close. They're really close. You know, you might think they're far away, but they're they're close. And you know, it's they're, they're the same close. old story. Just it's like I've heard it before. Man, <laughs> goodness gracious! All right, I mean, like you can only think of so many synonyms, Bobby. So I more we like to make fun of them, but the poor guy's just dealing with the same thing over and over because. Sorry, you is what you is. So um, let's let's talk about the Chargers at this point. <laughs> oh, let's. Oh God, I mean, I can actually see that happening. Oh. Alex Grinch, Chargers defensive coordinator. I'm just saying. Oh no, 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 
okay. Right, don't bring Chargers up. I'm already like I'm trying to recover from the absolute <laughs> misery that my football team is turning into right now. And yes, Blake, I understand Cowboys beat us, but we both are in misery right now. That game sucked. <laughs> that game sucked. It was one of those that I was up in Plano at a friend's place, and we were just all like, please just end this game. I want to go home. It's so many penalties, so many game stoppages. So like, we'll never make it. It was horrible. I hated yeah. it. I hated all the right. game. So, so let me get back on track and give me some Trojans because I'm going to pick SC here. And Utah, I just don't like the vibes around this football team right now. I really don't. Um, the Athletic came out with a really good article interviewing um, big-time orthopedic surgeon who did the surgery um, for uh, for Camp Rising, Dr. El Trash. And um, it just seems like it has to be a puff piece because obviously there's something going on right now with his um, recovery because everyone's expecting you to come back very quickly off ACL injuries. So they keep on pushing it right now because they know that the vibe right now around this Utah football team isn't really optimistic. So they keep on putting it every single week. Oh, Cam Rising can come back. Cam Rising can come back. Whenever they know they're going to take their time, and they're even talking about medical redshirting him. I don't like the vibes around this Utah team. I don't like them going on the road to USC. USC should bounce back. Give me USC minus seven. Here's what you guys need to know about this USC team, right? Again, I'm not trying to back justify. I made the wrong call. I should have known that Notre Dame was going to beat them. USC... They're completely reliant on Caleb Williams. This is the beautiful thing about OU this year is we've built a team that's not completely reliant around a single star quarterback. USC has a single point of failure and then also the defense that just always fails because they have Alex Grinch. What you need to know is USC, Caleb Williams threw three interceptions. And what happens for all three of those interceptions? What, what does he have? right in front of him when he threw those interceptions. That's right, the touchdown Jesus mural. Now, I'm not going to share my screen, but if you're listening or you know listening along, reference the touchdown Jesus mural. We're not talking about Jesus here. There are a bunch of other little depictions of people in that mural. If you look at the bottom, what are they all wearing? They're all wearing sandals, right? Caleb Williams, dozens of feet in front of him. He was distracted. He's not going to have that at Utah. Or he's not going to have that at USC. I'm not joking. Look at the mirror. He checks out, right? Because then the second, when he was when he started driving away from it, right? No more interceptions. Coincidence? I don't know. But please um, tell me that's oh confirmed God. because weren't all the three. We gotta clip that. We gotta clip that. I was seriously trying to do my research here. Um, we gotta anyways, clip that. That's so good. USC, I think you're a fool to pick them. I must be an Arizona State student. Give me USC minus seven. All right, sweet for the Trojans here. Uh, in this game. Let's move on to our next one. Uh, the big, probably the biggest game of the week. Uh, it's the seventh ranked Penn State Nittany Lions, 6 0. 6 0 overall. And um, I have them 6 0 against the spread, uh, but uh, we know that's incorrect of you uh, for weekend spread terms. They're 5 1. Uh, they're heading to the horseshoe to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, ranked third in the country, 6 0 and 3 and 3 against spread. Uh, the Ohio, Ohio State University is favored by four and a half. Uh, you can find this one, Big Noon kickoff, Big Noon Saturday, 11 a.m. Central on Fox. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like? Hear me out. First off, we always talk about, like, I hate this line. I love this line. 
I love this line because I feel like it is such an odd one. Four and a half. It's got the hook. It doesn't let you get a last second field goal. If it goes to overtime, you're probably screwed. I just, I absolutely love this four and a half line in this one. All that being said, you're never going to catch me being high on Penn State. I think they are fraudulent this year, as they always are. They have a massive alumni and viewer base. The media has to basically, you know, pander to them and be like, oh, you're so good. You're so good. You're re-. If they were legitimately good, they'd be in the top four because of how massive. Penn State has the largest living alumni base. Blake just talked about, um, you know, TCU's living alumni base. Penn State, not joking, has the largest living alumni base in the entire United States. Their student body population is absurd. They love football up there. They're getting pandered to. Ohio State, uh, you know, they're not what you would traditionally think of as Ohio State. You know, I, I don't think they're super, super tremendous. But what they've done this year so far cannot be discounted. Also, James Franklin, abysmal, abysmal against good conference opponents. He is not good. I think Ohio State is good for seven. I think it might be a pretty decent game throughout, but I don't think it's going to be going back and forth. Give me the Buckeyes, minus 450. I've been really struggling with this one because I really like this Penn Penn State team. I really do. It's just going into the shoe, you know, it's going to be just so tough for them. I feel like to get this big win this season, I really wish that the schedule was flipped. This Michigan home game, also a big noon. What a shame, Fox, that y'all are doing that and taking away a Penn State versus Michigan and not making it a night game. But Because that's I, the only spot they occupy. That's literally the only primetime spot they I occupy. Know. And it's so still horrible. There. It's, it's horrible. A it's a horrible yeah. business practice. They, they, put, they put games at 7 p.m. on Fox, though. Like, we literally saw one, you know, our previous pick yeah, but was their whole, Utah their USC. Whole, yeah, but their whole business model is to put their best game in the time where no other good games are. Uh, Blake is just eating eating out of the hand of the fox here. He's just like, oh, if, Mr. Fox, yes, if please, you, sir. If you knew, Bobby, that both are the enemy, then you would win this war. But for some reason, mm. you're always siding with one of them. I'm siding with the ones. I'm siding with the ones that want to put my games at night. They're both horrible, but what See, actually cares? Oh, that's some sheet feed right there. Big they 12 on Tubi. Big 12 but, on Tubi. Big he's like, as long Tubi. as I'm satisfied, then I am good. He's not fighting yeah. a real war like me. We're not out <laughs> here fighting. Look, one of these conferences, or what? sorry, one of these, uh, you know, TV networks definitely killed, like, the Pac-12, and it was Fox. You know, mm-hmm. Fox is the oh. reason that the Pac-12 is dead. Clearly. This is true. But this is who true. pushed the first domino, Bobby? Yeah, but who decided to randomly add USC and UCLA to the Big Ten? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. See, what ha- what happens is Bobby, Bobby <laughs> right here, Bobby's a, Bobby's a tea drinker in the late 1700s in Boston. And he's like, look, all I'm saying is the British didn't throw my tea in the water. No, 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 no. <laughs> the yeah. British didn't throw my tea in the water. It was fine when the British were ripping me off for my tea. Well, we're fighting the I'm real war t- out here. Shield up, baby. <laughs> Left okay, I'm sealed up. Have fun with him. 11 a.m. kickoffs, my boy. Uh, Jameson, See, sorry. this is this is what I'm saying. Jameson, I'm sorry to derail this. What? what no, I, I, I love this. 
It's just so hard for me because I feel like if you would have like shifted this game to be a home game and the Michigan game to be an away game, I'd feel like better about, you know, the first game of those two, you know, Michigan and Ohio State being a home game with the momentum of the way they started the season, they can get a W. I think just going into the shoes just going to be so hard. It's going to be a really, really close game, and I've really flip-flopped on this. I think Ohio State gets a last-second cover at the end. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with both of y'all. I think this game is going to be really, really good. Um, but I got to go with the Bucks on this one. Um, James Franklin does not know how to win big games overall. He doesn't know how to win big games on the road. Um, this Penn State team, if you look at their their previous wins, in, like just overall in the series, I, I believe their last win in Columbus was in 2011 when Ohio State was hot garbage. And before that, when it was actually a 1v1, Joe Paterno was coaching the Nittany Lions. So it's it's just a total... Th- this team doesn't know how to win big games on the road. Flat out, end of story. Give me Ohio State minus four and a half. I want them to lose. I would love to see parody. I would love to see Penn State kind of make a run here and you know disrupt the status quo. But I facts are facts. And Kyle McCord and that Ohio State team is just going to be too comfortable at home. I think they get the win. They get this cover. I think it's going to be a great ball game. Four and a half feels like a pretty solid place to put this. Uh, but I think Ohio State just ultimately is going to be too much um, for Penn State. I don't I think Ohio State's a whole bunch of bums. I don't think Kyle McCord has it in him. I don't think this defense can whenever I think James Franklin's been hearing in his ear all week long that they don't throw the deep ball they don't play explosive enough i think this is penn state's ball game i think penn state wins this one outright i've been saying it all year i've been saying in the preseason i feel so good about this penn state team a fantastic defense fantastic and the thing that makes me even feel even better is that notre dame notre dame has a good defense i think worse than penn state went up against ohio state they had to play Marvin Harrison. They had to play Emeka Ibuka and were still able to limit them. I don't think Emeka Ibuka plays this week. I think it's Marvin Harrison Jr. game. I think they scheme him out of this game, and I think it makes it a pretty even playing field at that. I'm not impressed by Kyle McCord. I am not. Not at all. I have. I know they've been pumping some bad teams. So is Penn State. I've always been a Drew Lar guy. I always have. I think that defense is better on on their side, and then I think the running game, Penn State finally comes through. I think this one's close, but I I love Penn State outright. I want I and just personally for me cheering for the I want these three teams at the top of the Big Ten to beat up on each other to make people really squirm when it comes college football playoff time when it comes all all that jazz even making the Big Ten championship. So I want Penn State. Give me Penn State want it so bad this defense is so good they are so good i know james franklin hasn't done it before but this defense is special so give me penn state i think the real squirm will have to be if penn state beats michigan um i i think that's where we're we're, no see yeah well the squirm would be if penn state beats ohio state michigan beats penn state and ohio state beats michigan that's That's right well no no but If, you, if every home team wins in all of those games, it would be Ohio State beating Penn State, Penn State beating Michigan, and Michigan beating Penn Ohio State. State. Michigan, though. Like, that's, that's how you Michigan, create the perfect. 
the like significantly elevated Penn State. Like they are built the same, but have basically significantly better players on every single position. I what my take is, I just don't think Penn State being Ohio State is going to change much because I really do think that it's Michigan is the team that needs to get a loss for things to get squirmy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I oh, just don't know if Ohio State. That's the big kicker. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see Michigan losing to Ohio State at home. I, I just don't. With what we've seen the past two years, I just I just don't. But uh, let's move on to our next ball game. We're into Big 12 play. We've got the Oklahoma State Cowboys resurgent back to life. Four and two, three and three against the spread, heading to Morgantown to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Four and two as well. Four and two against the spread after a brutal, brutal defeat uh, at the last second, craziest ending you've ever seen uh, defeat to the uh, Houston Cougars in um, Hideku Stadium. Uh, look, Mountaineers favored by Tree Fetty here. You can find this one 2.30 p.m. Central on ESPN. Um, Blake, kick us off here. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this one's hard. And uh, tip of the cap, I know the other guys will get it to it, but tip of the cap to Jameson. Thank you so much for making me go 5-5 five and five last week. Horrible. Easily Horrible. Been a Horrible, Jameson. Just tell the whole story. You couldn't have just shut your mouth? <laughs> Tell the story, Bobby. Ty is in hell right now because we tell his own story. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. So, yeah, Jameson, tell us, tell tell the people what you did. I was really excited at the hail, um, before the hail mary. Whenever uh, West Virginia got the touchdown with what was it like twelve seconds left, I was got a little bit out of hand, and um, I made some comments about the Houston head coach that I would eat his tears and then, <laughs> and then one thing led to another and i also said this in all caps which makes it worse and then um what was the next text <laughs> i think i said shit oh my god yeah so jameson uh ultimate jinx there yeah I, sorry I, dana I, well, he's not sorry. He, apparently, he was the one eating your tears. So yes, yes. Anyway, but I take full you know, responsibility for everything I've done. The one person on this pod definitely not crying was Blake, who picked oh. the Cougars there. Um, it was so great, yeah. And I was even at dinner during the time, so I didn't get to see it live. So I just see before I even check the final score, I just see Jameson going nuts, and then just saying like. I'm sorry, guys. And then I go <laughs> to the go to the box score, and I'm like, oh. Houston won how they win and I checked that cadence game replay and I was like oh dear god I'm like James up. the ultimate I, jinx <laughs> I gave up on the game and was watching Loki at that point man I I, I so I I also kind of caught it I'm like what what in the world happened people oh, need what? to catch up with the Hail Mary like people are trailing the whole time because everyone's just waiting for the SWAT like the, that yeah. needs to be schemed against on defense people need to legitimately guard the people that are looking for the SWAT. That hey, that so, needs to be a new part yeah. of the offense. I mean the Look, defense. Hey Jameson, remember uh that, that Hail Mary at the end of OU Texas? That was a yes, SWAT. Yes, I was too. worried. And no I no I'm saying they were I'm waiting saying, for uh, it too. Our colleague at a, uh, go ahead Ty you got it. No I was gonna say when the field condenses down though it's sort of a different like Texas didn't have the depth to do what what happened to West Virginia. Yeah, but you gotta get it down quick, or like right. you gotta, yeah. gotta go straight, like, straight down. 
straight yeah. down or like you hit it so far back that it goes into the stands. No, you got to start like, hitting it backwards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. And our 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 colleague at Solid Crowd, uh, uh, kind of colleague, uh, uh, Garen Emig actually wrote an article about how uh, they need to reset and you need to rethink uh, the Hail Mary. So make sure to check that I out. Didn't even know that. Well, it, it just dropped. I, just I dropped, just to dropped a, today. It's very good. I think there needs to be a fair catch rule. Oh my God! Get out of here! Oh, this is, he's turning into <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy up here. Uh, <laughs> Ty Van Gundy up here. We we're just the people are like, please, I just want to know who you like in the ball game. <laughs> All right, get, get us back on track because this is right, like an hour you, and fifty. I can't wait for you to segment these uh, these ones. So, like, you're talking about every other team besides the actual game that's being played on the field. But I, oh, this is. Wait, Blake hasn't uh, even picked this yet. Sucks. It's like <laughs> he has it. <laughs> I have not picked this game because I look at it. I'm like OSU. Oh, like bad at the beginning of the season, but kind of resurgent. But then also against Kansas, I, uh, West Virginia. I trust the climb. Trust the climb with Neil Brown. We're going to the mountain, baby. I think they're still good. They were about to win. They were about to be five and one coming into this game. I'm not going to let some fluke Jameson jinx ruin that for me. I trust it. I just, uh, this Oklahoma State team, it just doesn't make sense. If, like, honestly, if they go 10 and 2 and 9 and 3, you fire Gundy because how did you lose those, like, beginning of the season games if your team's that good? I just can't believe this team is actually performing. So give me West Virginia. This feels like two, like two sides of the same coin type of teams. And I just think West Virginia is the better one. This, Blake, you're exactly right. This is a really tough game. And I am struggling with it because I do think Oklahoma State is bouncing back. But I feel like, you know, the resurgence happening, you know, in Boone Pickens really energized crowds. You know, I, I had said, you know, before the K-State game that they'd kind of given up. I was totally wrong. These people are going nuts for OSU. Uh, first time they've sold out their stadium and God knows how long uh, for the remainder of the season. Um, so they're behind their Cowboys and I'll give them that. Um, but they're on the road. They're very far away in a place that they actually haven't struggled with very much. Their last uh, loss in Morgantown was 2013. Um, but I'll say this. I, I believe in what Neil Brown and West Virginia is doing more than I believe in this weird last gasp kind of panic. You know, Mike, Mike Gundy is like, you know, like a, I don't know, like a, a wounded dog or something. You get him in the corner. You think he's done. And he finds his way to wiggle his way out. He's just, you just can't, you just can't kill Mike Gundy. Um, Mike I think Gundy's he's out a of dog. And- <laughs> He's got something in his mouth and he can't. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that contract in his mouth and he wants to keep he, he wants to keep getting extensions. Yeah, so Gundy Gundy ain't getting fired. Um so now that he has a little bit of breathing room, a little bit of wiggle room, I I I, I don't know. I, I'm going with West Virginia here. I believe in their um progress and their restoration more than OSU's. So uh Mountaineers minus three and a half here. Y'all are fooled by the three and a half point line, and that's why you feel nervous. I am not fooled by this. West Virginia is my favorite pick of this week. I am not buying this Oklahoma State recent little hype train from the past two weeks. Like you said, Bobby, that was at home. They're in their comfort zone. 
let's get uncomfortable, okay, Oklahoma State? Let's see some things happen where, you know, you get pushed on the road whenever there isn't a back and forth and you have your fans to lean back on. West Virginia is a quality football team, and they should have won that game versus Houston. Um, they would have covered that game as well. It's a huge, huge bummer. And give me West Virginia, easiest pick of the week. This is not going to jinx. Yeah, here's my thing. <laughs> and that is what you call, what is it, the scorched earth that I just did to Bobby uh, and Blake. So feel free to island that tie. Hey, no, by the way, our guy Timothy in the chat, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Why can't I point right? Jameson's the guy who screwed it up. <laughs> Jameson oh, screwed yeah. up last week. If he was Blame Jameson, he was Timothy. If he was not here, is this guy? Yeah. Um, okay. Look, I've been I've that been guy. very high on West Virginia all year, and I think the other side of this coin is if you and it's a very important data point, right? But if you exclude the one sort of outlying data point, if you just eliminate that South Alabama game from your mind when you look at Oklahoma State season to date, I don't think that they're that far outside of, you know, my expectations for sort of what they would be. Yeah, they dropped one to Iowa State, but even Kansas, where Kansas was maybe supposed to be favored, okay, I had Pate. Kansas in that one. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying like, I, I, I'm not seeing, I don't think Oklahoma State, I understand that, you know, there's some disappointing stuff going on in that program, but I, I don't know that they've actually had a resurgence is what I'm getting at, because I I think that everyone's idea that it's been a resurgence is just skewed by that abysmal loss to South Alabama where everyone was like, Oh my God, like yes, quality loss to South Alabama. Um, everyone was like, Oh no, this team is done. And then that was just sort of an outlier. I am also going to ride with West Virginia because speaking of outliers, that game last week was an outlier. I think if you played that one 10 times, West Virginia covers eight of those times, they probably lose one and we witnessed uh, you know, one of those outliers there. So I am very, very comfortable riding with the Mountaineers, even with the Jamison jinx here. Because one thing I know is Jamison does not know Oklahoma State. Jamison, I think, still thinks that Oklahoma State is running a quarterback by committee, um, oh, which he's been saying course. for the yeah. past couple of weeks. Of course. But, <laughs> it sounds exactly like what I've been talking about. But, like, do, in Jamison's defense, would anyone be really that surprised if Gundy was like, oh, here's Garrett Rangel, have fun. Like, just throw him <laughs> out there. Like, he's, wild like, card. he's like, Gunnar Gundy could have won us but the game by 14 last week. Let's just throw him out there. <laughs> Speaking of, has Alan Bowman ever firmly been QB1? Because oh if yes, I remember yes, right, yes, even, yes, even yes, when he was yes, at Tech, yes. it was like a He just gets situation. injured. Is, but he is yes. QB1 oh, the iron he gets injured. Yeah. He's doing yeah, really good at Tech. Yeah, he had like, a he had the best attack. Yeah, probably the best attack quarterback. See, okay, that's that's the tech paradox. Is every quarterback like <laughs> tech, but they're really not that good. Like that's the thing. I'm like, you're like, oh, that guy's a good like QB, but they never win games at tech. I know we're jumping into when, whenever tech's game is coming up, but that's the thing. I'm like, Baker Mayfield's the only one that's ever been able to break the paradox. The rest of them were like, oh, Do Donovan Smith down in Houston. Like it's, like, you're missing a big one. 
Like, Cliff Kingsbury. I think, I think Mahomes is pretty solid. Like, all but he things never considered. won. That's the thing. Yeah, he Everybody won the Heisman and the Big 12 and the National Championship. That's what everybody's convinced. Every tech quarterback is somehow good that comes from that program. And just when you realize it's like, oh, a decent offensive system that doesn't put up horrendous numbers. Like, yeah, they're not that good of quarterbacks like Bowman, Shuck, uh, like the Houston quarterback. I just said Donovan Smith. Like, it's Dear all the King. same. It's one. It's one song it's grateful dead the same song all the way through that's a tech quarterback like it's just they're all the same they're all the same they're picking (laughs) from the most yeah well quarterbacks are all one song they always have two that are average thankfully blake attacked the fan base that clearly doesn't care about the band that much the Grateful Dead fans notoriously not interested in their band, not devoted at all. Just one big song. That's all Texas, uh, like Texas Tech quarterbacks are. They're you know, speaking of, you, you can swap the graphic, Bobby. Since we're already, we've been talking about tech for a few minutes. Um, all this the same. One, I have been very high on BYU. I have been burned by this BYU team many, many times this year. I've also been burned by this tech team many, many times this year. But here's one thing I know about tech, just like Blake is saying. They never actually produce anyone legitimate. They've got one dude who didn't really do anything at tech, and now he's working on a group project, and he's just the one that gets to present, and everyone thinks he did all the work. And, of course, I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes here. Unbelievable system quarterback. Although, Patrick, don't be mad. Please come to the Cowboys. Um, you know, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, please come to the Cowboys and be a quarterback. Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, come to the Cowboys and be the quarterback. Anyone but Zach. Uh, he looked like he was Caleb Williams staring at the touchdown Jesus feet. Um, give really me well the Red Raiders. Texas Tech, by the way, for people listening, at BYU, Texas Tech minus right. four and a half point favorite. Right. Uh three and four overall. Three and four against the spread. BYU. Four and two. Two and four against the spread. So you got the Red Raiders, Ty? I do, yes. All right. So you have anything else? Or can I go in on this? No, I, I have no ball not nowhere takes. This is completely okay. I feel I feel like th- I, I feel like you 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 could have had something on BYU after they completely boned you last week. No, I really I was I was sowing the seeds. I was laying the prompts uh, that I was hoping Blake would maybe pick up on here in a second. <laughs> fair, here, fair, here, fair. Here's my thought process on this. Uh Texas Tech. I hate to say it, but Baron Morton is legitimately the key to this game because Jake oh, Strong. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, I hate God. to say it. Another, <laughs> sheep. another sheep. Another one. No, no. Like, I have not been a believer in Baron Morton. I've been that way for a while now, but Jake Strong, I watched that game the majority of the second half whenever he had to came in, come in for, uh, I think it was third string at that point. They're all the same guy. They no, are. Not. No, he's not. No, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, because Jake Strong is bad. He's a bad, bad. Uh-uh-uh. No, I do not like this one, one bit because I don't see him going on the road and doing anything versus BYU. I really, really don't. 
And I understand, Blake, you've got your propaganda versus Texas Tech. It's like it's one of your propaganda. It's, it's all <laughs> Jake Strong, Donovan Smith, Bear Morton, Tyler Shuck, Henry Columbia. Oh, remember him? Oh, <laughs> oh Columbia. Oh, man. Yeah, Henry Columbia was there. Let's go What's down to 2010. Alan Bowman, just decent. Oh, oh, Jet Duffy, remember him? Like Jet he didn't, Duffy. Even get, didn't even get picked up. It's all the same guy. They all produce the same across all these years of Texas. Henry Columbia's at Marshall right now. Oh, that Marshall's got a big game this weekend. Which is so funny. Yeah. I, I scrolled through their No, I think he graduated. I think he graduated. I'm sorry. Oh. No, he, he was at Marshall oh. last year. There's something in that tech water though. I scroll down through their QB, like who played snaps each year. It's six guys. Like they are consistently always. There's something in that water, but they're all they kind of put up all the same statistical results. Nothing different. Just one song, Jameson. Just one yeah. song. Well, well, you'll be happy to know that I'm picking BYU here, just because I it, honestly I understand our thought processes might be a little bit different. But I just can't take the chance. Just what my eye test showed me. Jake Strong ain't it. Three interceptions. That was a miserable play. Give me BYU here. Now, I'm going to credit that performance to uh, Kansas State last week, who I was all over. Snip, snap, and, snip, uh, snap. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's not snip, snap, snip, snap. I have, a, I have a model, Jameson. I told you about the model. The model is fade the new teams every single time. And that's what I'm going to do. Tech minus four and a half is mm -hmm. a play. Uh, it's cold. It is just what I got to do because I, until one of these teams shows me that they can beat an actual incumbent Big 12 team on, well, one, West Virginia barely counts. <laughs> no offense. Uh, like they, they just don't feel, they don't, one, they don't feel right. That Two, it was on a last, fake. it's a last minute Hail Mary. We were just talking about West Virginia. West Virginia is also like a new Big 12. Three team in the Big 12. Yeah. Like we could go. They're not top three. They're not top three. Yeah. But there I was think... talks. We were talking about it. Yeah. No, they, there were talks. It was, there that, were talks. It was, there were was, definitely it talks. It was a Bobby. good win. It was a good win. I mean, there was, was a, a big drop win. between one and two in West Virginia, but. Right. Yeah, it's a, there is. Yes. There's got to be a three, right? Right. But like, I think we can Who still agree. Houston, Houston. It's been still think, West Virginia. I kind of think it's Iowa State. I kind of think oh, Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State the third best team in the Big 12. I'm not kidding you, man. I don't know how. I don't know why. I actually think Iowa State might be the third best team in the Big 12. Oh, I think that just God. shows that the Big 12 is absolute cheeks. Like, oh, like no, this no. no. The shield, the shield is a shambles, man. Oh, it is well, it's a disaster. Shambles. It would have been honestly if OU and Texas would leave. This would be the most fun season. <laughs> we would not know who it would be one and two. Like You're that's just what you want fun. as a conference race. You you want disaster. You want a, like yes. a mess. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. We're, we're the adults here trying to keep everyone together. And no, because you just like your clean cut, you like your same four teams in the playoff each year. <laughs> That's your version of college football. I like a bigger brand, incorporate the full 128. That's how I've always been. But I know my uh Blake wants the Blake, Big 12 to be a group of five, he wants it to what? just be unranked teams. No, his I, favorite, I like his favorite, I like his favorite conference is the Mountain West. He just wants the Big 12 to be the Mountain West. We let like, one like Mountain West person in TCU and now. <laughs> <laughs> They've just turned it into the Mountain West 2.0. There you go. There you go. Anyways. Some of the best football on TV to watch. I like the Mountain West. I'm fading the hell out of uh, BYU, though. Uh, tack minus four and a half.
What's the model? Like, ah, uh, this is hard because I took that hard, really hard, strong line stance on tech, but BYU's cheeks, they are cheeks. <laughs> I, I, it's whenever you allow Cincinnati to like run and just pass all over your defense, that's bad. That's bad. I, I got burnt by the Emory Jones believer. Not even a believer, just like he's enough of a substitute that he can get you there. He's that dupe. He's that, uh, whenever the white girls talk about, oh, you need that dupe, like he is. The Emory Jones is that guy. You think he's a good quarterback. You think he's that, he's that 10, he's that 90% off version of what you gotta you think. explain that to everybody because I don't, <laughs> because like, or like, it's like the Amazon. It's like all the stuff that white women love. They love their like different clothes and stuff. But they go on Amazon and buy something 90% off. And I thought Emory Jones would be something better than that. But no, he isn't. He is the dupe. And it's not even a like it's the one you send back. It's a sheen product that as all of our women listeners will love. He's the sheen product. It's horrible quality. You might think it's hot at the time. You might think it's in style, but it isn't. Emory Jones sucks. And he blew he he was running all over this BYU team. I'm taking tech. I know at least I know because I know their quarterbacks are the same throughout the entire 10, 12 that have started in the last three years. I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get about 60% completion rate. I'm going to get uh, a few rushing yards, about 250 pass yards, and they're going to win the ball game. So give me tech. Give me what? tech. I mean, look, I'm, I'm with you. But, like, can we talk about how we talk so much about Texas Tech and not how about like BYU just came off a of 44 to 11 cheek clapping because last that week. is that is we're not getting to it yet but there is a man there is a damn that is holding <laughs> back everything that is fantastic and now we're launching into it let's My get into it Blake let's get let into me... it Blake the TCU Horn Frogs your guy Hoover Brought them back to life. They're three and uh, four and three, three and four against the spread heading to Manhattan. It's a big 12 championship rematch. K-State four and two, four and two against the spread as well. Wildcats favored by six and a half. Combine this one, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN. Uh, Blake, who do you like here? Yeah, Bobby was talking about how, oh, have fun with your 11 a.m. games, but I, I see the start time. Might need to put on my glasses. It's a nice little primetime 6 p.m. action on the sheep feeders themselves, ESPN. This game represents the best of what the Big 12 is going to be. We get two freshmen. We got Avery Johnson on the one hand. This man can run the ball for K-State. He is electric. Oh, I saw, I saw the future in him come that Texas Tech game. He rocks he is awesome i that's the best thing i've ever said about kansas state i'm not a big kansas state guy hate them so much but avery johnson is that future the long hair the runs he can't pass worth anything i'm seeing some colin klein in him and then i get to the other side the future the best tcu quarterback to ever play is chandler morris's backup josh hoover 
It happened last year. It happened this year. <laughs> I thought we were dead on the season, but I finally get something to hope and wish for. And that is this glorious, glorious man. That is the Hoover Dan. That is the vacuum that is sweeping up the competition that comes before him. This is going to be an electric matchup. A man <laughs> that loves to run. A man that just is a gunslinger. A Josh Allen incarnate. Does not care. I love me some arm punts. I've always been a proponent on it on the weekend spread. If your guy is not throwing interceptions, he is not taking risk. He is not trying to do explosive plays. He isn't doing crap. He is playing it safe. I like a guy that's going out there for the explosive play, trying to win you football games. Six and a half, way too many points. This game is going to be close. It's going to be two Titans out there on the football field battling. Get Will Howard out of my face. Senior, I don't care. Kansas State fans, you should be cheering for Avery Johnson. This is going to be a Clash of the Titans, new Big 12 action. You should be looking forward to this. This is going to be the next four years. I'm telling you, this quarterback matchup, it's going to be an all-time classic. Give me the Hoover. Damn. Give me the vacuum cleaner. TCU is back, baby. The deep ball is back at the Carter. It's feeling good. That's that's the great thing about this. It's like our season was over. Our season was, but then we get the future. We get the future there. Josh Hoover, this guy's gunslinger. Gunslinger, give me the frogs. Okay, here's my thing. The Hoover what Dam, thing, Bobby. What's what's your thing? <laughs> the Hoover Dam might be back at the car, but on the road in a tough environment. Oh, like oh family. Oh, tough environment. Bills, you've never been to. You, you need to. You you got to understand. Manhattan, Kansas is a bumping environment, especially at six p.m. Those people go nuts, man. And for a game like this, where K State, you know, isn't quite what they, you know, used to be, but like. They can still bring it at home, especially. I feel like I, I'm not sold on this TCU team yet. I, I like we saw a great performance from Hoover against a BYU team that, again, like I have said, we should fade the hell out of. We should fade the hell out of all of these new teams because they look god awful. It was 33 points, Bobby. 33 points. It's not like I, we just barely beat them. We right? No, like I, I give TCU credit for beating BYU at home, but I also think these teams are bad. Um. I'm riding with Kansas State six and a half here. No. I think. <laughs> well, this I is mean, just look. classic OU <laughs> fan. Y'all don't have that. a guy that can push the ball down the field. You're used to those Dylan Gabriel eight yard passes through the I, middle. I understand. Hoover has played one the, game. Hoover has played one game. And you know what deep great. balls do for you on the road? They get you beat. Yeah, no, they get don't. Beat. I mean, Josh I, Allen I, I, has done a great job at the Buffalo Bills in the NFL. You're comparing Hoover to Josh Allen? Yes, dude. I love a guy that can pump the ball down the field. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. Look, Anthony he's going to take Calandria risks, at UVA was keeping them in games early this year just look, by, like, okay, he so has nothing besides pumping the how did ball. How did Hoover do in Ames? How did Hoover do in Ames when he came in as a reliever? He was in for one quarter. <laughs> one quarter? Okay, still. And we actually You're, came back. He, we were actually playing a lot better. Uh, all right. To, to, to Iowa State, who, uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm out. Oh, oh I, three I, in the I don't Big believe, 12. I, That's, yeah, I I'm saying third in the Big 12, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, third in the Big 12, but I got laughed out of the out of the room when I said that they were probably third. Yeah, uh, you yeah, no, that. 
they might be, dude. Uh, for real. I, no. I'm not. I'm not insane. I kind of think yes, Iowa State are. might be. Who's third? Who's third then, Jameson? I would consider Kansas State over them. I would consider Kansas even after the Oklahoma State um, game. I'd consider them over them. I consider West Virginia over them. Um, that's just off the top of my head. Oh, the fact right. that TCU isn't in there with so, the most recent JP poll being the third. <laughs> you're citing the J. The paint pole? How far yeah. have you fallen, Blake? How far have the mighty fallen? You couldn't even you're say the word Josh Pate. You're citing Josh Pate. No, 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 no. Yeah, K-State no, all the way. I bl- I'm all in. Lock it. Six and a half Wildcats. Oh, man. I, I, Blake, I'm disgusted with you. You're grasping at straws, my friend. Hey, as, as Josh Pate tells me every single week, the JP poll is just a computer model that he is putting out, and it's definitely just the computer that is doing it. So I, I feel very, I feel very good if I, if I'm like the rest of the college football fan base and believe in his stuff, like he's going to lead me to the promised land. So case, K State minus six and a half. Jameson, what do you think? So if y'all recall last week, I saw this coming from a mile away. This was so simple. Blake was so down on himself. And I was like, you know what? Hoover's going to come in. He's going to think he's like the next big thing. And he's going to completely overreact. I can just see it. Now I'm looking to the future again. I can see it again. Hoover's going to struggle. And it's just nope, like, nope. <laughs> and Blake's not going to have a good time. There's going to be crickets. There's going to be absolute crickets in our group text. Give me Kansas State big here. Let me tell y'all what. First, I need to start with, I do kind of see what Blake's saying about the Big 12 based on the fact that you cannot answer. Like, it, we laughed at Bobby for the Iowa State thing, but yes. you legitimately cannot answer the question, who is the number three team in the Big 12, without it just being a ridiculously cold take. And that is kind of hilarious. I think like any team, there is no good answer to that, which is genuinely hilarious. I obviously will get a good answer later in the season. But the other thing you got to know is <clears throat> I talked about how strong islands have been this year on the podcast. But do you know what has been even stronger than islands? Blake knows what's been even stronger than islands. What's been even stronger than islands is when we get the rare 50-50 split where Blake and I are on the same yep. side. That's not going to happen this that week. Is, Give me K-State. <laughs> <laughs> Island oh, Frommies. I, I cannot wait for us to bring the deep ball to Norman, Oklahoma. They will not even know what it is. They're like, you can throw the ball past I, 20 I, yards? What I, is this? Please, like, I, you're not supposed to do this. Brent Venables is going to be calling for flags whenever this is happening. I will take the L here, please. Please let the Hoover deep ball continue to work so that TCU tries to bring that against OU secondary. I would oh, I, I I would gladly gladly take it. I will gladly take it. The Hoover deep ball. It's oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, man. Oh my gosh. Aren't you complaining that you have like no speed in your wide receiver room? It doesn't matter. Hoover is the difference. <laughs> Honestly, or, or 
honestly the elite guy in our on in in our wide receiver room right now, JP Richardson. That man, him and Hoover have a connection, a Tom Brady, Julian Edelman type connection there. He's running those nice 25-yard routes across the middle. Ooh, baby, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, get, put me on that island. Give it to me. I it's this is just a classic <laughs> ball okay. not knower. You you did not watch the game last week, so <laughs> it was BYU. It was, I know it was going on during the Oregon Washington game, and I know all y'all were tuned into that. But hey, Big 12 co offensive player of the week. I don't know who the other co is, <laughs> but Josh Hoover, baby, the Hoover vacuum please, sweeping please up the competition. Please tell me, oh my god, no, no, no. I, I it's probably the uh running back out of Oklahoma State, honestly, Ollie, Ollie Gordon, who had uh, should have been Ollie Gordon, Gordon. but. Yeah, it should have been just straight up Ollie Gordon. That was no, kind of what, BS. What? I, I don't think you realize the performance that did you see what Ollie Gordon did? You see what Ollie Gordon did? Touchdowns, yeah, they won by seven. We won by 33. I'm just looking at the numbers, Blake. Anyways, I am, I am move. too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next ball game. We've got the eighth ranked Texas Longhorns, five and one overall. Three and three against the spread, bouncing back after a Red River defeat, heading to Houston to take on the Cougars. Three and three overall and against the spread. Horns favored by 23 and a half. You can find this one 3 p.m. Central on Fox. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like? We're going long on time, so I'm going to keep it short. There's one thing you should do. If you're watching this game, just remember to just keep living give me the texas longhorns i am all on the texas train we need them to continue to dominate the rest of the bums that are in this conference that we're trying to get out of we're going to make it out the big 12 together give me the horns i think this is an easy one right recovering from a bye week texas is not bad right i'm not trying to gas up texas here but i i am genuinely you know i'm a little i'm a little worried about texas going into the big 12 championship game i think we can beat them we're not going to put the cart in front of the horse though um give me the horns in this one i think they get the cover it's a very very big line at 23 and a half it's got a hook on it i think texas will easily win i don't know that they will easily cover just because it's so big uh not that they're going to struggle you know to to cover it's just it's a lot of points to cover Give me Texas. I said I'd be short, and then I started. I started going. Here's the real thing, Houston. Absolutely, you're right, Ty. They're some bumps. They truly are. In that game last week, but they happened to me. That they're bumps. Last... They're bumps with cars, though, because they commute. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. It's so good for them. Um, but that that you know, hail mary doesn't mean anything to me. It was an anomaly. It was a fluke. It was stupid. Doesn't even matter. I'm not even gonna bat an eye at you, Dana. If you want me to eat some of your tears instead of me eating your tears, that ain't going to happen. No jinx in here. Absolutely no chance that Texas is going to allow me to jinx myself. Texas by 28. Yeah, I mean, this is simple. Texas uh, suffered a really, really tough defeat uh, last time out. And they're facing an absolute just cupcake of an opponent in their home state. They will absolutely pack the house here. Uh, Longhorn's big. Big here in Houston. Uh, give me the horns. Put them up, Bobby. Horns up to the no. sky. Put them up, Bobby. Put them up, Bobby. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, 
Texas, Texas, it's Texas all the way. This Houston team sucks. They had their Super Bowl last, like last week. Dana Holgerson keeps his job for one more. It's yeah, it's Texas. So give them to me, Blake. (laughs) Okay. Where did that come from? What in the world? Streamyard. That that's wild. Where did that come? Seriously, who, who genuinely who did that? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Blake, did you do that? No, I didn't. I did not. I don't know. I did not. I, it only showed up in your little quadrant. So, like, Blake very weird. Did something. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to our next game. <laughs> it's a game that you know all of these games. Whatever, throw them out the window. None of them matter, but this one does. It's a Central Florida Golden Knights. Three and three overall, two and four against the spread. Heading to face the Oklahoma Sooners for the very first time. Ranked number six in the country. It is so good to see a single digit these days, folks. Sooners, six and oh. Six, six and oh, five and one against the spread. Uh, favored by 19 here. You can find this one, 11 a.m. Central on ABC. Yeah, yeah whatever. Ha, ha, ha. Blake, who do you like in this one? Uh, John Rice Plumley is gonna play for UCF. Give me OU. Yeah, I I am not super impressed with any of these teams. And again, I have a model. Uh, I think what any of the new teams, uh, not either of these teams. I'm obviously impressed with OU. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be that oh much of a. That would ass. actually be a good take, Bobby, <laughs> to be like actually meter your expectations of your team that won actually, one game this year. To... Actually, OU are bums. We we haven't done anything. Uh. <laughs> No, I I think OU, like a lot of people make a big deal about the Red River hangover, but genuinely hasn't existed since the Switzer era, like ended. Like it's it's not a thing anymore. I think OU with the bye week, they seem focused. This team is different overall. I think they come out and they just blow out a UCF team that just has not been very good. Uh, Welcome to the big show, boys. Um, Sooners by 19. Let me take you on a journey of what's going to happen in this game, Blake. And I want you to open up those ears and listen. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to win the toss. We're going to defer. And we're going to kick off the ball to UCF. John Rice Plumley is going to leave it, lead a 75-yard no, touchdown stop, drive right stop. off at the beginning. We're going to start shaking in our boots. Us OU fans are going to be like, oh, no, what happened? We're, we're going to start to get really nervous. And thankfully, we will claw our way back with some good defensive plays and make John Rice Plumley look like the bum that he truly is. I know we're using bum a lot here. I guess I'm just stuck on the word. But let me tell you something. There's going to be a drive where John Rice Plumley is going to look really good. And us OU fans, we're going to start to get scared a little bit. It will happen. I'm just preparing everyone for that. But I think that we will recover, and our secondary is going to give him a lot of issues. Get ready for turnovers, more interception. For he doesn't this team. pass the ball. That's the thing. He like does not. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. Um, I, let's mm-hmm. get, give me OU minus nineteen with the cover occurring at the ten minute mark in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Oh, this would be. The, I will. I will say. Just add this in. This would be the funniest game for o, uh, OU to lose. It truly. Yeah, would. it was like even it more. Was. It was because I think we're all kind of in lockstep key. 
into UCF is or Central Florida as a whole bunch of bums, especially with John Rice Plumley as the quarterback, it would be the funniest. It we would all be eating crow. And now Ty's about to choose UCF. So. This would by far by far be the funniest game for OU to lose. By yes. far. Yes. I, I think <laughs> and you yeah, that that duh. Yeah, that, that absolutely would be the funniest. Like even I, more than TCU, I think, because I think well, one of us, like Ty would be like I like the Sooners, but TCU is kind of feisty and would choose them. Like this one is feels it's very... it's a timing. Comedy is about timing. If this would like right after Texas, it would be hilarious losing to a team that hasn't won a Big Twelve game yet. So yeah, Ty, I'm well, sorry. It, we've just witnessed the most elaborate set of attempted self jinx to cover. Today. I don't even know what you guys were doing there. Hedge. Um, Huge get you guys hedge. out of the kitchen. Yeah, you y'all were in there cooking. I don't know what. Get out of the kitchen. Um, I will never, never. Now, I've been high on Central Florida. I think I had them highest in my Big 12 previews. But I just cannot in good conscience pick Central Florida, That especially, especially, especially when they're wearing their blue outfits because they don't understand that space is not blue because they've never not been yet. there. Not, not this one. Although they could. We just they could surprise Okay, well, I was, I was a bit confused about. Oh, you know what? Y'all sent the headline and it said Oklahoma State. I think I, I misread that. Um, I see what the eyes want to see. Take there. But no, look, I'm just not, I, I cannot pick Central Florida. The, I support them as a team. Right? I like the new money. They've worked their way up from, from their bootstraps to get to where they are. What they have done in the past like 20 years in terms of a football program, I think like you really have to, you know, TCU may be up there if you, if you make that argument, but TCU was never in the depths that, that Central Florida was. What they've done as a program, absolutely unremarkable. And then the disgusting thing is they have such a cool history. They have literal medieval times come and perform at their pregames and their halftimes and all sorts of stuff. And then they just lose their mind over this made-up space narrative that just doesn't exist they try to support it with like honorary degrees for Bill Clinton and stuff like that. He's not an astronaut. I checked like four times. Um, and it's just, I cannot support that. Give me the Sooners on this one. I, I like, I don't want to jinx us, but it's like, you know, things are clicking for us. And I just, I feel like OU fans just have this, this scar from the Lincoln Riley era of what we just saw with, you know, USC and it's just Brent Venables he gets his guys to perform in these games give me the Sooners in this one might not look easy might not look simple but yeah I think our defense is really solid I think John Reese Plumley is just the second coming of Emory of uh, Emory Jones yeah we saw what happened with that so give me the Sooners in this one I like it I like it and I, I will say Last note on UCF before we never talk about them on the rest of the podcast forever, uh, because you know we're leaving the podcast or sorry, we're leaving the conference and UCF Ooh. is going to be irrelevant. We're not leaving. The we're podcast. leaving. We're hey, <laughs> we're leaving. I was <laughs> promised a Big Twelve SEC mixture of games. So we're still working on the uh, composure that I think initially ah. my idea is every o- Oklahoma team and every Texas team from the big 12 and the sec and then the random ones, you know? So we tech, we'll, we'll, we'll just pick more A&M. And other than that, it's just, um, and maybe throw in Arkansas. I don't know. We'll take a look at it all. Mm. Like the whole composite. This, this is 
behind the scenes podcast planning here. Uh, well, we have a whole off season to figure that out, but it, it'll definitely involve a lot of big 12 uh, talk. So we're, we're not abandoning the big 12 as much as Blake likes to say it because it's funny. Uh, we definitely not. Um, Last week you completely switched up our like three or four year long uh, flow of the slate to feature the big 12 game just to get them out done. So we can talk about the other one. So I, okay, look, it, it's a it's a pretty flexible deal, uh, and <laughs> look, that Big Twelve slate was bad. That that slate was bad, man. Like I, I at, at some point, you have to evolve your production and be like, we're not going to talk about these. But yet, games. the on that slate, the co Big Twelve Player of the Week played in those games, or I guess both. Co's. We talked about so every got... Big Twelve game. Of course, there's the co Big Twelve Player of the Week. How would we not talk about them? We literally talked saying. about every Big Twelve game. <laughs> You can't I'm have a co Big Twelve. You can't have a Big Twelve Player of the Week that does not play in the Big Twelve. And we talked about every game. It doesn't, that, that, that that argument makes no I'm sense. Just, all I, all I, I didn't will say about an argument. I just said a fact. I said I said a simple <laughs> fact. That set you off. You're the one that got all defensive, Bobby. That, that, I'm, not, I'm on your side here, but I do want to say Get that's just that's just like like saying like oh well every Big Twelve like. A Big 12 team won every game we picked that featured a Big 12 team. You know, like, yeah, that is a fact, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't say it wasn't. I, we're, didn't we're I, 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 I got to agree with Blake on this one. Okay, well, whatever. I, I, all I want to say is UCF should still be the Citronauts. The, the Citronauts is a way cooler name, and they should go back to that. The Golden Knights, bum. <laughs> bum name. Bad name. You know, see, the Golden Knights makes more sense because their whole thing is medieval and, like, it's like they can't pick one. They abandoned the Citronaut thing, and then now they're trying to go all in on the space thing. But, but they somebody the size of name the and branding to the medieval thing. They Ty, the wrong just, one. Uh, just Ty, I'm I'm gonna say this in defense of whatever Bobby's about to say. The Citronaut, the size of it probably could not make it up into space, which is very fitting for the UCF. Like somebody the size that's the same density as an orange. Round with a uh, with a helmet probably cannot pass any tests to get up into space. So I will say, if uh, actual citronaut were tried to go to space, very round, probably not going to get there. Fair enough. That would you they're consider? Prob they probably orange? would not. Because it's so because it's so hard. We're already so far over time. Blake, because an orange is so hard on the outside compared to the inside. Would you consider it like an exoskeletal? Uh, structure it could possibly humans, humans are hard on the outside and soft on the but inside. i feel like those uh, all those seat belts and stuff that are fitted in all the rockets and uh all that jazz could not fit around a body that was the size of an orange so <laughs> okay, it, I, we... hang on jameson send mark mangino to space <laughs> yes like if we if we really want to test this theory mark mangino is our perfect our perfect specimen elon musk you hear it elon musk hey look we're broadcasting this on twitter too you you, you hear us buddy sid margino yeah, you say, as you say x, twitter x. instead of x you just immediately I, lost her. Yeah, I'm not gonna we, lie. We, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't updated my app yet. I, I, I have refused to update it. It's still Twitter. It still has a bird it, everywhere. Well, anyways, anyways, let's move Sorry, on to our man. favorite. Well, screw him, man. Uh, let's move on to our favorite pick of the week. Why are the brakes working?
it's time for our wild card picks. Ty, you kick us off here as you are uh, unfortunately fourth. Uh, what? Who do you like? Here's the thing about wild cards, right? I always get so much crap for not doing great on wild cards, but we pick big lines. We pick big lines, big brands. No, Last week, we had a really, really good one. We had a really good one locked in the chamber. And then Jameson went on some sort of weird rant about how he can't order the same food as someone as at a restaurant or something like that. And then he justified picking my wild card instead of the one that he planned for because something about what he likes to order at restaurants. And then I went on kind of a segment about Old Bay seasoning. Um, and then we both picked Maryland. Uh, both food-related picks for Maryland that didn't work out. They lost. Here's what I straight up as 14-point favorites because Ty yes. had to come in and that was my primary thing. wild card. Well, you should have changed. I ordered the, the, the Old Bay wings, and you should have changed. I'm sorry, I was still. I have like four options, like right now, Ty. Like you, you, you have to have your options. I had options too. I didn't. They, they weren't good. I wasn't going to change from my best one. But, Obviously, well, wasn't. Why well, have options if you're just going to go with the first one? After, well, okay, it was my second one because I didn't pay attention to the slate, and then my first one ended up just being on the slate. And you know what? That one, that one didn't hit either. So, <laughs> I do. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to learn my lesson with Miami. Uh, they're like non-entertaining Texas State. <laughs> With all that being said, what I love in terms of picking, the University of Miami and Texas State could not be more different. Um, in terms of picking, I like big lines. We're talking a four-point, well, more than four, yeah, at least four-point game line, over 21-point line, power five on power five, in-conference, in-state rivalry. You got to do it. One thing I love, kicking teams while they're down. Michigan State is down, and they are 24-and-a-half-point dogs against Michigan. Michigan, I've been slow to get on the Michigan train. I think they're fairly legit. I like this one. I was going to go, you know, originally I was kind of looking at Arizona State, Washington. Washington favored by 26-and-a-half. I just feel like there's so much potential for ASU to get the cover there just barely. But I am very confident in this Michigan team. I, this Michigan State team has just put up nothing. Um, ironically, they're undefeated against teams from Michigan, but uh, that was Central Michigan. I They put up a stinker against Rutgers, Iowa, Maryland, Washington. You know, we'll excuse that one, but I think Michigan has at least 28 in this one. Give me the Wolverines. I looked at that one, Ty. I really did. Um, glad we are not coming up with the same answer here. But if you know anything about me, you could probably look at this slate and figure out what I'm going with. And LSU, you, if you know me, you <laughs> just take a trip with me out to the desert. UNLV playing Colorado. I'm kidding, Blake. I just saw his because <laughs> <laughs> I know Blake wants to fit UNLV Colorado State so so bad, so 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 bad. There's just a lot of things going on there in terms of his money, and his allegiance, but I'm staying away. I'm just messing with you. I pick for spite, and y'all know that. I tried to be a little too fancy last week. No, we pick for spite. And guess what? Illinois, 
You are on my shit list now. Congratulations. And it's not your fault. Oh, that looks like a beautiful pickle you got up there, Ty. Um, but let me tell you something. I, Illinois, you did it to me. You really did it. You're not that good. You beat Maryland. I don't believe it. I don't believe it one bit. I think it was all Ty's fault. So give me Wisconsin minus two and a half going on the road to Illinois and just swatch you right upside the face. Uh, I don't believe in anything that you're putting forth this season. Just wait till it happens. Wow. Uh, very spiteful play. Very spiteful play. It is Brett Bielema going up against his former team. I will say that. You never know. Uh, you're, you're going against Burt once. You might you might be Burt again, uh, I suppose. I don't know. Um, no, good. I like this. Uh, man, um, look, I, I'm looking at my options, and it's tricky. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with a team that we've kind of forgotten about because – yeah, they lost to start the season. They lost their other big game. But everyone's forgetting about little old Clemson. They're not a great team, but they're a good team. And they're going on the road to Miami, who is not a great team. And we, there I think we go. can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Clemson minus four. Love that as my pick. So we're going with the Tigers and Dabo. Hmm. Has anyone ever seen Bielema and Greg Schiano in the same room? Unfortunately, entirely not. different. I, I, I feel different. like at Big Ten Media Days they took a picture together, so I will say yes. <laughs> Bielema looks like Shiano wearing a fat suit. But anyways, like I think they both get red very easily. Could have been a body I, double. That's why they look different to you guys. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to go with uh, here. I, there's many considerations. I was not actually going to choose the desert versus Colorado State. There's too much writing on that. Uh, just personal bias. Not going to choose it. Other one, Bobby's talking about we choose every big Big 12 game. We did not choose Baylor-Cincinnati this game. That game's interesting because That's I hate gross. Cincinnati. It's so gross. Big. That would have been honestly a great one. Uh, but uh, so give me Miami. Half, right? Yeah, three and a half. Give me Miami you know, plus the four. Give me Miami plus the four. I'm kind of oh, mad we're about going off. this game. We're going yeah, off. He's just kind of been yeah. fighting me this entire podcast. I don't like his energy down there. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. I'm. yeah, it makes it easy. I was going to go cool, against man. one of y'all. I felt, felt like in the end of it, but it makes it even perfect that it's Bobby because Bobby's just been kind of hating on everything. He's been hating on the shield. Let's just go out there and get in this weekend. Uh, plus four, Miami at home. That is a easy one. I like to root against Bobby because Bobby doesn't like my conference. So yeah, I'll I will take our conference, our conference for the time being. But uh, you know, yeah, sure, um, yeah. Oh, Mister, we pick all the Big Twelve games, look, and I we somehow we, found one that we did not pick. We did not pick on this slate. So okay, and, so, uh, so the co the co tell Big me, Twelve. Tell me, tell me, tell me, but but tell me which 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 Big Twelve game. Or sorry, which non-conference game was better than Baylor, Cincy, Tennessee, Alabama, Duke, uh, Florida State, Utah, and no, and uh, sorry, USC, and then uh, what? Penn State, Ohio State. Who was I going to yeah. leave out? 
Yeah, this is a classic ESPN Come mindset. On. You gotta you gotta disregard <laughs> everybody that doesn't have a little what? number by their name. And college football it's doesn't matter Edward if you doesn't. Cincy, they're two bums. They're horrible. Which makes a great pick compared to some of the other ones that we're doing at the beginning of this. We're Pot agreed. Do it. Do it. Do it. And- Pot agreed. It. Do it. I dare you. Pot agreed. No. What? No. I'm not gonna allow your little your little feeble mindset to trigger my pot of greed. So give me my feeble mind- plus the four. So my my feeble mindset is not picking Miami and Cincinnati, two teams who are absolutely atrocious. James, James I have a question. Um, the past couple episodes, at the end, I look at my picks, and then every once in a while, I'll look at them, and I get this bad feeling in my stomach that I don't like, and I feel like I've been. 0 for 3 on those picks, and I want to use my mulligan. Can you use it at the end of the episode? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can mulligan. the episode. I I don't like the vibes. I whenever I was talking about the press conference, talking about Riley Leonard, I just don't like the vibes. Even if he is at, at that three mark week mark, I'm just thinking about college players and how they're different than NFL players. I want to switch to Florida State. Okay. okay. That is the latest mulligan of all time, but I appreciate it. So, Jameson, on the Seminoles here. So, he has flipped. Um, Okay. Well, uh, last call for uh, Pot of Greeds. Oh, yeah. Bobby's Mm -hmm. doing it. I save it. I save it. No takers, no takers. That's fine. His feeble mindset. You never saw this coming. (laughs) (laughs) Ty, you've already used yours. You you and I both have. All right. Ty pops off uh, a little too early. Well... I know I hit There's my spot a, agreed. So he, he hit, if you hit, hit yours, you're good. You're like the rest yeah. of the season. It doesn't like, matter what it's be, played. Yeah, because you have your one. That's that's what matters. But um, hey, everyone. Hey, I've got a question. Right? Also, What's how that, is how the math isn't adding up right now for for my picks? I really yeah, I shouldn't have, I have two more losses than James. <laughs> I have. I'm 37 and 40. Ty's 37 42, and then the math isn't adding up. I'll hit the lab and make sure we're, we got it right. Cause notoriously I do these late Saturday nights when I'm at like Halloween parties or various other occasions. And sometimes the math is bad. Uh, so my apologies, but um, look, it'll be right by the end of the season. So I'll, I'll, okay, we'll, we'll, I'm going to we'll, do it too. What? What's going on here? No, I should be 41. Like, I have no, 41. What? Why is there just like a random why is there a random <laughs> <beer>? <laughs> Why is there a random beer bat? That is not me. Everybody Wait. has producer like Wait, to something. Somebody I think just... Jameson. I think Jameson might be an actual no. last. Yeah, no, somebody just decided to randomly show the beer yeah, bat. Not... And I don't really know why. This is Blake and his little oh. laser light show and what? stuff he's been doing. Okay. This is getting weird. This is, yeah, that was like a uh, a slideshow from Blake and I's uh, Big 12 Baseball Championship food show from like May. So I don't know how that showed up. Anyways. Got Big Anyways. 12 on the mind, Bobby? Uh, dude, always think about the shield and those, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Wabash Cannon Dog, man. It's always on my brain. So, Bobby, have you used your pot of greed yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used it on uh, Boko. I used it on Boko. Okay. So Ty should be 37 and 41, not 37 and 42. It's correct mm-hmm. in, in the thing. And Blake is 42 and 35. 
you are 40 and 38. I'm 37 and 40. So you just gave an extra right. loss for poor Tom. Yeah, that, that's just a bad graphic uh, issue on my end then. because Ty, you're still you in know. last. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is a little bit narrow down there. My bad. My bad. Look, better than the issues I had last week. So I'll, I'll give myself that. No, we're good. We're good. We figured it out. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I love I love how we added this onto the podcast. Just like tech. All right. We need to cut this off. I am so sorry yep. for the people having to listen to this. Yep. 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 Good luck out it. there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Weekend Spread. Make sure to like, subscribe, all these things, you know, you, to do to support the podcast. We always appreciate your time listening. And if you're still here listening after all of that garbage, wow, we really, really love you. You did great. Thank you so much. Um, but for me, Jameson, Ty, and Boat and Blake, this has been The Weekend Spread. We'll see you next week. Good luck out there, everybody.